Welcome to Conveyancing Matters with Lorraine and Stu. Join us for a chat about all things property. Hello, Lorraine. How are you? Hello, Stu. I'm good, thank you. How are you, my lovely? I'm very good, thank you. Very good indeed. Good, good. So today we're going to have a, a, another chat about um, stamp duty, uh, the pressures uh, on the profession again, and the Be Kind campaign and, and what difference it's potentially made to the industry and hopefully what uh, difference it might make over the coming weeks. So uh, so how are you generally finding things? I know you've been doing a bit of locum in and, and what. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I mean, our fair, we talked about it, didn't we, Stu? Um, I'm wondering, you know, I, I think we thought um, it wasn't going to be as, you know, the run up to the 30th of September wasn't going to be as bad as the run up to June. Hmm. Um, certainly I'm finding from the locum end that, things are really really sort of ramping up and getting busy again i hate the phrase ramping up the government uses the phrase ramping up all the time a non-political comment but my god i hate that phrase i'm sorry i said ramping up I, I i take that back immediately but yeah certainly the workload i mean i was in practice in july and certainly it had quite down post 30th of june but certainly from what i'm seeing activity's gone right back up again there's still a huge you know there's there's all the sort of pressure again what I've found quite interesting about it Stu is that I certainly haven't seen the the sort of outpouring on social media from conveyances that there was so so how are things at PCS Towers? Um, very very similar it's a bit like deja vu we seem to be in you know a, a almost an identical position uh, that we were in June. It's the same kind of volumes, the same uh, pressures with people looking to conclude before the end of the month. And I do wonder whether in my own sort of mind, I, I diluted the 30th of September deadline somewhat, um, where I think it could be more important because I think potentially people buying at the lower uh, lower end of the scale that are taking advantage of this um, holiday, they don't potentially have access to further funds, you know, if it did over overrun, whereas mm. maybe in June, um, the person that was, that was buying might have had access to more money potentially. So I just wonder whether it's even more significant that, that literally if you don't complete before the 30th of September, uh, it, it literally could lead to the transaction proving abortive. So I think it might be even more black and white than, than June. Oh, that's a yeah, that's a really, really interesting, actually very subtle point to which I've, I've not seen anybody, I have to say, comment on at all. Um, and of course, the thing about it is, which, um, and I always have these, you know, thoughts in my head about, uh, well, you know, the obvious one being reservation agreements and where, you know, you have additional money suddenly sort of floating into a transaction. So if a firm is, um, you know, running up to the 30th of September or they're teetering on the brink, they don't quite do it. They tip into the early October and suddenly uh, a buyer who, as you've just said, you know, can produce the extra money. Well, the conveyancer is then going to have to sort of go through the money laundering hoops in relation to the extra money. We've still got to know where that extra money has miraculously suddenly come from to get them over the line. And I wonder how many people are going to forget that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like you say, where it come from, you know, did it come from further lending, which may be against their mortgage conditions? So, yes, yeah, so it's, it's another nightmare. And I think you know, from uh, from a practical point, maybe a lot of conveyances out there are 
you know, they're more acclimatized to the conditions now. They've been through it once before. So we're, we're used to the pressure maybe a bit more than we were a year ago. And of course, I think another uh, difficulty for firms in general is that, of course, staff have had to take holiday. Um, and yeah. firms in general have, you know, a, a holiday bank that is, you know, is, is not depleting quickly enough with the end of the year, you know, on, on the horizon. So I think trying to couple people being away out the office, there's still the threat of COVID and people contracting it, et cetera, and having to isolate. Uh, and then, of course, having the 30th deadline um, makes it extremely difficult for law firms to contend with it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, as I say, they're just um, that's certainly my experience. Um, but as I say, I just don't think there's the uh, I said there just isn't the visibility where in the media generally on social media. I'm certainly not seeing that that sort of, you know, and therefore we tend to think, oh, well, it must all be all right then. Uh, and actually, you know, the pressures are largely the same. I think it's fair to say we probably didn't call. We probably didn't call that right. I think we both thought that um, the run up to the 30th September wasn't going to be as bad um, and or certainly better than it's proving to be. Uh, and I, you know, so I don't think we probably called that one um, uh, right. Stu, what do you think? No, you're right. Um, I, you know, we, we looked at the numbers that, that we might potentially have in terms of purchase price um you know matters uh, and, and the volumes we might have leading up to september but i didn't really anticipate uh, the pressures um and you know you know mirroring back to june um that it would be so significant but it's, it's definitely proven to be the case yeah it's interesting and i wondered then sort of going sort of arcing back to where you started to because you know quite rightly uh, there has been a lot of talk um, and a lot of uh, activity around, um, you know, a, a generic sort of be kind campaign, which which clearly is 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 utterly uh, laudable and to be supported. And you know, one of the big concerns I've had about unsung conveyances over the last eighteen months, in particular, has been the sort of you know the mental pressure as much as anything else, and actually the physical pressure the loss of work-life balance if you're at home. I mean, there's a whole host of issues there, really. But a lot of organisations, um, you know, got onto the sort of be kind message. And I wonder, it occurred to me that actually now, when we're under a lot of pressure again, this would have been the perfect time <laughs> for people, be it, you know, agents, lenders, whoever, whoever, to sort of demonstrate uh, and put the be kind message into into practice, and I'm I'm wondering whether you know you're all feeling more loved than uh, than you did before, Stu. Has the message got through? Not sure about that myself. I think the be kind campaign um, is it more of an industry um, internal kind of campaign insofar as lawyers, you know, liaising with lawyers. I mean, surely you know, as a general sort of life. Um, life lessons should lead you into, uh, you know, being nice to each other. But, um, but yeah, you know, the Be Kind campaign has to be applauded. And, you know, again, sticking up for lawyers um, is never something to be sniffed at. But in terms of um, that campaign from outside the conveyancing industry, certainly it's not something that I've seen um, in terms of, you know, estate agents, um and, and and of course clients and expectations um but it always comes back to the same thing again doesn't it and it's it's expectation levels and i think you've got to couple that with 
you know, conveyance in knowledge or the lack of it from third parties. Yeah. Because this is where it all tends to, to stem from. And, you know, even now we continually get clients that are told, you know, something's going to happen within a certain amount of time or, or that's not a problem, you know, just because this, you know, alteration doesn't have covenant consent, that doesn't matter or, or this, that and the other. Um, or the most popular thing in the world um, is that a client's told you can get an indemnity policy for oh. that. Um, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and, and this is where the pressures lead in, where, you know, there's conflicting information that the clients are told, um, you know, as a comparable from, from what emigrates from each lawyer's office. Well, what I also saw, Stu, if you just reminded me, actually, so I saw, um, uh, uh, you know, an exchange of a fairly lengthy exchange of tweets, which I only interjected on once, I must say. Um, and, uh, you know, a, a, a decent, you know, good, decent criminal lawyer um, who's on Twitter had said something like, you know, is the conveyancing process in England, the, you know, the most broken, miserable, sort of terrible process in the history of, you know, the world? <laughs> and um, I mean, I did go back with one comment because, you know, how much can you say in 240 characters? Well, not much. Um and I, I kept wanting to jump back in because there was just this great piling. And the point was, it was it was lawyers. It was, you know, people who perhaps should know a bit um, and, and, you know, just thought the entire process was sort of broken, terrible, awful. And then, of course, they come, you know, they come up with these one line sort of, you know, potential um, solutions, which, of course, you know, and I know, you know, wouldn't work in a cobbler's. And I. I resist the urge actually to pile in because I just, it's not helpful. You know, I can't say anything helpful in, uh, and any, the trouble is if you try to sort of, if you try to defend constructively, you just end up being accused of being defensive. And I think they're two quite different things because you and I can absolutely see the problems with the system we know where the press points are. We know what a lot of the problems are. And a lot of the problems aren't all the conveyances. But again, it's that whole thing. And I literally, this was at the weekend. And this was just a pile on about conveyancing and conveyancers by, by and large lawyers. And what, I thought, why, why do people think the conveyancing process is broken? Is it, you know, it's time? It's Well, it's time. But it's, I tell you what triggered the thoughts, Stu, and this was exactly the point. Um, and this, as I say, you know, criminal lawyer, da, da, da. Um, but then put up another tweet in amongst this great big thread that said something like, well, I've been told that all of these problems can be sorted out for a £495 policy, so why are we where we are? I thought, well, you've just encapsulated the problem in, you know, in two sentences, mate, because that's the point, because people are being told there's insurance, and yeah, sure, no, there is. And it absolutely facilitates transactions. And you and I have said it for ages and we've known it for years. But it is not the panacea for all ills. Sometimes it's not acceptable and it doesn't put the legal problem right. But if nobody goes on and continues that dialogue and tells people that, then you just end up falling back to, well, we'll insure it. It's so difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, people often think that indemnity insurance is the answer to everything, but without 
understanding what the cover's for and also whether it's actually acceptable to the lender, which it might not be. Um, you know, there's, uh, to me, it's again, it's just an education process. And, you know, one thing that I find really confusing and I can never get my head around is we, and I'm sure all law firms must tell clients at the start what to expect in terms of timescales. All law firms must do that. So therefore, people know at the onset how long roughly things are going to take. Mm. Agents, uh, brokers, everybody knows roughly how long things take. They know it's three, four months, blah, 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 blah. And 95% of the time, that's how long it takes. So therefore, if we tell people up front, that's roughly how long it's going to take. How can the convincing system be broken? Did you say, actually, I mean, I hope you don't mind me saying this on air, Stu, but did you say you'd actually, you know, you had a complaint about the length of time a transaction took, even though it took less time than you said it was going to take? Yeah, uh, we've had those before as well. Um, you know, the legal Robinson uh, found in our favour, which is great. Uh, incidentally, they still recommended we give a token gesture to the client, which we said, well, why would we do that if you found in our favour? But that's yeah. another conversation for another day um, about the legal Robinson and some of their findings. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, we tell the client, the client signs the terms and conditions, they've read it. You know, we don't just explain it in the terms and conditions. It's in numerous places within the various reports we send to our client, um, you know, roughly how long things will take. And I can perfectly understand if we say something's going to take, you know, whatever we say, whether it be 14, 16 weeks, whatever, 18 weeks, and then it goes on for 24, 25 weeks. I can understand um, the beef that would be behind that. Um, but numerous matters go through quicker. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we don't say, and no law firm ever says it will take 18 weeks. You know, we say, uh, you know, an average conveyance in transaction will take X amount of time, but it could be longer, it could be shorter, and it does depend on these, you know, um, external circumstances. And that's what's, you know, really frustrating, I think, when, you know, when you're in practice, that, you know, you do try and educate people yeah. at the onset. You do try and manage expectations. You do try and spell out, you know, um, this is what might happen. Um, and then people come back and say, but it's a simple transaction. Yeah. No, there's <laughs> only a buyer, a seller and another buyer or whatever the case may be. There's only this, you know, there's only that. Mm. Um, well, you know, if it was that simple, then we would not be sitting here, you know, having this conversation you know, we would have exchanged and completed, wouldn't we? Well, you know, that was, a, that we was get, another we get, thing. We only get paid, you know, we get paid when it completes. You know, do we really want a file sitting around for any amount of time longer than it should be? Obviously not, you know. Well, that was another thing, actually. You've just reminded me again on this uh, on this Twitter thread uh, because somebody had put up a picture of some, you know, book that some bloke wrote God knows how long ago that said, well, it's all a great big rip-off because you can do your own conveyancing. Um, so why don't people do their own conveyancing? I, I, I can't remember the point at which I, I did put up one response. And I but I don't honestly think I bothered with responding to that and just said, oh, I might actually have said something along the lines of, well, actually, the point of using a conveyancer is client protection. We collect we protect the money and clients are protected because we're properly insured. And I just dropped that and left it and, you know, didn't didn't engage. And to be fair, that got a few likes for me. But again, it, but it was just, you know, respectable people just peddling this nonsense about, you know, well, it's all a rip off. Everybody can do it themselves. Well, 
you know, go on then. Go on. See how many banks you can, you know, see how many banks you'll be able to redeem a mortgage for. Again, this know. goes back though to somebody's opinion that's based on the information they hold. And, you know, it's really annoying, isn't it, that people um, will base everything around, you know, their mate that managed to do it in six weeks. Yes. Um, you know, we've got plenty of clients that we're instructed and will complete within the week. But it doesn't mean everyone can do it. You know, there's certain circumstances behind that person, behind what they're doing, the fact they don't need a mortgage, they're a cash buyer. We've acted from numerous times before. And they're a professional property buyer. You know, there's everything's different. All the circumstances are totally different, aren't they? I'll tell um, you what, Stu, you've just reminded me, though, just sorry to interject there, but also what I, and I, you've definitely said this before, as an industry, I don't think we're, we're, we're no good at saying when something's gone right. Now, of course, because we're always saddled with the, you know, confidentiality, which is perfectly understandable and right and proper. But we never say, oh, I got eight transactions through in a week. I never, you know, we never say, well, we, you know, we predicted 16 weeks and actually a whole ton of transactions went through quicker than that last month because there's no way that we can sort of say it appropriately. But we don't, we don't. I think, sort of, I think in general, we don't beat though, our that, own drum, do we? That, yeah, well, that goes back to another point that um, I think lawyers are very poor at selling themselves. Yeah. And uh, one criticism I do have of our industry is, we're great at advising clients about things that are wrong um, or, or problems, but we're never telling people about all the other problems we've just solved. You know, we've just done this, we've just done that, we've just done this, we've just done that. We we kind of, I think as an industry, um, we're in this bubble, aren't we? And we're continually working on things. Yeah. It's trying to tell people all the time, well, I've just done this, I've just done that. You know, and we're this conversation... Um, before we came on air, you know, our practice, we don't have a, a standard um, email, whatever you want to call it, notification that we've actually put somebody's searches in hand. You know, we ask for the maid to say we'll do it, and then we report to clients on when we receive those. But, you know, we don't say we've actually done it. And I think sometimes that's the challenge, isn't it? It's telling clients that, you know, this is what we've done. And, you know, going back to sort of indemnity policies and, and, and whatnot, sometimes people don't understand and, and, Maybe that's our failing as well, to a certain degree, that you, know, you couldn't buy this property or you couldn't sell this property. You couldn't go through what you're about to do now, a life-changing experience, if we hadn't have sorted this out for you. Yeah. And sometimes I don't think we explain the severity of a situation. You know, I don't think we like saying the bad news, but, you know, um, well, I, I, think always, that's it, I always encourage, I always encourage everyone to say, look, no, this is a massive problem. Um, now, we, we can't sit here as an industry and, you know, moan when people don't understand what we do if we don't tell them all the time. Um, but we must be telling people that, you know, this is a huge problem. You know, you've not got this. You've not done this. It's your bloody fault you didn't get this. You know, I will sort it all out for you. Um, but, you know, as a consequence, if I don't do this, your transaction, you know, wouldn't go through. Your incidentally, we, you know, we, we should be saying... And, you know, you never told me this when, when you got the quote. Therefore, I'm going to have to add an extra fee for doing it for you as well. We should be doing more of that, shouldn't we? Well, I've, uh, I've but, thought that for years, to be yeah. honest. I think conveyances just give it away. Um, they, you know, they absolutely give it away. Um, I used to teach management courses and, 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 and big sections of them were just all about billing and effective billing and the amount of, of chargeable time that conveyances write off 
on each file is absolutely extraordinary um, because it's seen as it's, you know, we've allowed ourselves a bit of a race to the bottom. It's suddenly seen as lowest common denominator. Um, and I know, and I think and maybe, maybe almost, this is almost to sort of finish where we started really, Stu, but a, a lot of times I think what we do is sort of devalued um, and it, because it's not just a process. Um, and also I think, you know, we are dealing with, for a lot of people anyway, buying, you know, their biggest financial transaction, they're buying their home, there's an enormous amount of emotional investment. And we often want to be seen to be always, you know, telling them the nice things or giving them the good news. And people will shoot, shoot the messenger if we're giving them bad news. But the weird thing that I find about that is that's what they're paying us for. If we're saying to a client, there's a problem, and this is what it's going to take to sort it. They kind of, they don't want to hear it. They're, they're already thinking about what, you know, what curtains yeah. they're going to put in the bedrooms. They don't want to hear it. And the irony is that's what they are paying for. Uh, and that's what I find a bit odd. So I suppose maybe to kind of arc back to where we started, Stu, that's why we're still under a lot of pressure in the run up to the 30th of September, because all of those things haven't gone away. And, and maybe, um, you know, we're not experiencing the kindness that we perhaps had hoped that we might uh, from certain sectors of the profession. But maybe people are on holiday now, so they're not sticking out on social media. That's uh, <laughs> maybe that's where we are with this. All right, Stu. Well, I, I sense that we could go on for a long time about this, but um, in the interests of, uh, of um, brevity, we should probably close there. But um, but thanks, because that was that was really interesting. A lot to say. All right. All right. Take, Take care. care See you. Bye. Bye.